forever. Dog. I thought this movie was about chess the whole time. What? The whole time I thought this was a little black kid learning chess. What do you mean the somewhere? Why else? are you saying? Why are you saying the whole time? Because it very quickly should have been obvious that the it first, wasn't about chess. The, the first half, the first like 15, I'm 20 minutes. I'm upset with you. I'm the first 15, 20 minutes. I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know what this little black kid's gift is yet, besides playing basketball. But I know. Him and Sean Connery gotta be friends. So maybe he plays chess or something. I thought it was chess. I don't know why. I just thought it was chess. I, it does have one of those, it reminds me of um, Searching for Bobby Fisher titles. Uh, like it has one okay. of those kind of titles. Like where you're like, I was thinking about that movie the whole time I was watching it, but I never thought that eventually they were gonna play. Well, I didn't know what his skill was. I was like, all right, so what is he gonna do? Oh, right, What's he's going to play skill? chess. Because he had to have a skill, because I was like... <laughs> well, first of all, I think that's so funny. One, because Queen Gam- Queen's Gambit is out right now, and it's very popular. It's also very white, but I do like the show. And I've also been playing a lot of chess recently. Yeah. It's so. I feel like everyone's doing that. Like I used to play chess when I was a kid, and then I saw Queen's Gambit. And I think the character's fictional. And for some reason... I it low-key is. just I just low-key get mad at stuff now. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, this is great. I like this actress. I saw the witch. And then once I found out it was fictional, I was like, that first episode, she got some black friend that just helped her, and we will never see this girl for like I don't know, man. I just got I'm sorry, yeah, I don't I, know, man. Tessa was so Tessa was like, oh, she's gonna come back. And like every episode she didn't come back, Tessa was like, I don't understand why they did that. How could they I don't. bring her back? But they, but it was nice because she does, you know, no, spoiler alert, but she does come back. She does but come I know, back. I know, but my but thing she, about it is it takes so long. If, if she didn't, I would have lost my shit because right. at the beginning, she's just there to help her, like, do a thing. And I'm like, I hate when I just see a black person. Specifically get drugs, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> that is I what didn't even. That's h- hilarious. That's, that's, that's literally. That is like, true. That is have you guys rewatched The Shining? This this all plays into this movie, but like <laughs> okay. I promise. But like I rewatched The Shining. I read the book. Um, there's a black guy, you know, caretaker in the book who lives in the movie. Oh, that's this right. Man, this man drives from like he flies from Florida, drives yeah. through the snow, gets there, gets murked immediately, and then you realize he's only there to bring the vehicle so that the white woman and her son can escape. <laughs> That's his his only purpose is to get the vehicle like, there. Oh shit! The car there's a car here. <laughs> and so in this movie, so in this movie we're watching. I was like, oh okay. One or two things. I was like, he's gonna have to like either save this white dude's life and like, or or like leave something behind. Where the white guy's like, oh man, he's good in chess. He has a he has a, a bishop. Does he play chess? And I was like, that's how they're gonna figure out he's smart because he like has things that like a normal black kid from the Bronx doesn't have. And in this movie, he leaves back a book bag that shows he's smart because a black kid in the Bronx don't have it. So I was close. It just wasn't a. It just wasn't a. But he did a also a break real. Into, that's broke a, into come on, man. House. Come that's on, man. a real come stretch. Come on, man. That he I was close. <laughs> that was that close. what showed it was smart was just that he had a book bag. No, John. Like, there's, <laughs> no, John. So okay, my three was he was gonna leave something like a bag, maybe like on the street. He was gonna have mm-hmm. a, a knight or bishop in it, 
But in I this time, he broke into his house. He drops just a single chess piece that he had, like, separate from everything else for some reason. <laughs> and then that's the inciting incident for their whole relationship. That's what I thought, oh, man. Oh, snap. It's a like, bishop. <laughs> hey, do you play? And next thing you know, they friends. That's what I thought I did. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I feel like you're, you are searching real hard, but you are not finding Forrester. You know, because you really looked for it, man. You were like, but you, I don't think you were fighting Forrester. <laughs> I hate it. You know, the thing is, people probably like, oh, it's a bit. They don't really hate it. For people at home listening, I hate every time we do this. <laughs> what? I, no, no, no. You don't bit. need to say it again. You don't, we get it. We go, no, I, no, because I, I yeah, promise. Like, I promise. Gerard, though you were yeah. looking, you were like searching. James, what are you yeah. doing? But you weren't finding. Forrest, you were, dude, Gerard. <laughs> you were on a quest, but you weren't finding Forrester. <laughs> if y'all want to start this goddamn show right <laughs> now, <laughs> let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Gerard Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. You're the man now, dog. Yes, that's correct. I was going to be mad if you did any other quote. Yo, that line is such You're a You're the man best. now, dog. <laughs> By oh, the, the most the famous movie, line I was actually mad that they didn't do stuff like that enough. <laughs> like, yo, they made true, like two references to the way that he spoke, and that was it. And it was yeah. like, and maybe they didn't, three, yeah, maybe, maybe three. three. But that's not enough. Like, this it's, movie you're right, is about yeah. it. Would like, have been it's funny. about writing and like language and like they they made that joke and then maybe talked about it two other times and then that was it. Yo. Uh, you guys, you guys remember that website, right? Yes, I went on in the middle of the movie. Wait, what I website? Went to it. What website? There's, a, there's the, the brother. Wait, that's real. Hold on, you're the yes. Man. Yeah, it was such a huge thing. Like, it was like this huge thing of like the, all these memes and stuff because people just took the line from this movie and they would make all these. You know, Sean Connery memes say, "You're the man now, dog," and then the, and then it would just be a site for. For a bunch of different things, yeah, um, like it's funny still active, and there stuff. are still there are still like like people are still making recurrent memes on that site. Yo, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right. This is a hot mess. Oh my god, this is a hot mess. <laughs> it's it was really funny. Um, <laughs> You're the man now. Anyway, dog. for for those who are listening for the first time, uh, this very calm, Ugh. collected, suave, charming, but you know, put together voice you're hearing right now is Jonathan Braylock. I'm not going after that. I'm not doing it. I'm not. not, I just don't want to. I don't want to. So I'm not just going to say my name today. I just don't want any parts of that. You're not even going to say who you are? Well, these dulcet tones you're hearing now. (laughs) (laughs) It's James the Third. Okay. 
Nope, I'm not doing it. I don't like. I don't know what is happening today. All right, cool. And and no one will know. Nope, who that's you fine. Know. No one's gonna that's know. Fine. Especially the people that are listening for the first time, they're gonna be like, and who they don't need to know I'm a part of this. They don't need to know I'm a part of this. Whatever smooth voice okay. and whatever tones you just said, I want no parts. All right, I say my name later <laughs> at the end. All right, just, <laughs> just wait for it. Just, just wait for it. Like, I'm gonna All be right. so mad if at the end of this episode. Just right. wait for it. All right, I'm waiting. I I am gonna wait for it. Uh, this is a this is a film review podcast. We review films of leading yeah. black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity and in New York Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And okay, and. <laughs> And today we are reviewing the, uh, sorry, is it a 2000 film? It, the, it came wow. out in the year 2000, Finding Forrester. 20 <laughs> I, yeah, years I mean. ago. Uh, I'm old as hell, yo. Goddamn, yeah. I'm old, man. <laughs> we all old Good as hell. God. It stars, uh, stars and introduces Rob mm-hmm. Brown. Rob Brown. Um, and and Sean Connery. And, who just recently passed away, yes. Peace, Bond. Peace. Um, James Bond. And this film was also directed by Gus Van Sant. This movie grossed $80 million worldwide. I mean, um, the, the budget. The budget. Um, Couldn't have been that much. Wikipedia says the budget was $43 million. Where did that I go? I don't understand how. <laughs> like, did yeah. that all go to shot? Maybe, maybe the locations like, <laughs> that they shot like... What? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah, but... I mean, I it's know, New dude. York. I, I, people shoot films in New York all the time. Know. That is a hot mess. <laughs> that's wild. Forty-three million. Well, okay. Uh, it's still eighty million. That's kind of impressive for I think yeah. what this film is, which is um, a definitely kind of it's. It, they don't make Oscar uh, bait films like this anymore. I feel like, um, but they used to. They used to make like. Uh, a drama with like a one a big name that like was a was not based on anything it's a, just like a completely made up story but has like some social you know dynamics mm. happening so, something that makes people feel educated yeah. and good about themselves <laughs> um <laughs> but i feel like this type of film is rarely ever made anymore Especially with the forty-three yeah. million dollar budget, you're never gonna get a forty-three million dollar budget sense. for this. The, kind of the film budget of this movie dwarfs the budget of Goodwill Hunting, and I don't understand because Goodwill, if they, I don't. Where did the money go? No, that can't be right. This couldn't have been that much more than. I mean, maybe it went to Gus Van Sant because he had just, he had just did Goodwill Hunting he, like the year before. Yeah, yeah, the the year before, yeah. So. Yeah, that's why Matt Damon is randomly in this movie. Uh, <laughs> so when that happened, I truly was like, for how many years has Matt Damon just been sh- popping up in movies? <laughs> just like little cameos. I'm just like, why does every the best Matt Damon cameo will always be Eurotrip when he pops up singing Scotty Doesn't Know? That is. It's so good. That is a good cameo. He's always popping up in movies. Um, this movie uh is about a young prodigy writer finding a old recluse mentor and it's a black writer and it's a and it's not mentor. about chess it's I not about like... chess everybody and 
It is Nobody. certainly not about chess. It is no, 100% about chess. I thought it was about chess. <laughs> you are wrong. This movie is about being a writer. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79% audience score. All right. I think that's that's all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, who is it written by? Mike Rich? Who's this guy? He wrote Radio. I was just saying. He wrote Radio. And yeah. the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> uncredited on Miracle and Invincible. Interesting. Oh, what a, uncredited? Yeah, Wait a minute. Probably did yeah. like a a pass. A pass. Like, all right. Well, didn't. all right, Mike. I know you put that on your own IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Wiki. Actually, I don't know what his IMDb says. Let's see. Oh, oh, he also wrote Secretariat. Man, he's written a bunch of. Okay, he does have a, a kind of yeah. Secretariat Radio, The Rookie, Finding Forrester. I think this is his best movie, probably. And he wrote Cars. 3. Hey man, that's when it got better. That, hey Cars. 3. Hey, that was better than Get Cars. That payday. It, it, oh, is it? It's, it's, it's Cars it's Three. I one. never saw it. That's like the only Pixar movie I've never seen. Is that the that's one with Spy or is that Cars? This, this one was a return to form. I've never. And it was seen more, Cars. the third one. Actually, was the Cars franchise isn't that good, but. The third one is a little, it's, it's, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, initial thoughts. Should I, oh, should yeah, I start you since I brought to us to this Fine, Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> you must begin. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I want to say for the okay. record that I like this movie. I think this movie has, it's doing a lot of really fun things. Now, is it a little long? Yes. Most movies are. Mm. A lot of movies are. Um, the pace is hard for our generation. There is some stuff that happens that it's like, we, we didn't need it. We didn't need this scene. We didn't need this at all. We didn't need, we this, didn't need this at all. I feel like John's trying to defend this movie already. Um, I feel like. <laughs> but he's already, I definitely, yeah. I definitely am. No, you I already feel what, what you're going to gonna say. But, okay, fine. But here's, the, here's why I like this movie. Because I don't think this movie... Um, I I don't feel like this movie is the typical, you know, quote white savior kind of movie. There are the movies like this, like Blindside or um, The Help, you know. But this movie starts with this guy. It starts with Jamal. Um, he's already doing well. He gets into this pr- private school because of what he did, which is doing great on his test scores. He's the one who gets Sean Connery to mentor him. Sean Connery just kind of did it as like a, 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 like, you know, whatever. But he's the one who gets him to mentor him. He's the one who ultimately helps, you know, Sean Connery in a way. And yes, Sean Connery helps him out. um, And there's like that mutual kind of benefit. But like, it's everything that, everything that he does, he just, you know, like every human being, every human being needs somebody to go to recognize them. And it's something that I feel like it's what we, what we want in, in general, which is for black people to be recognized for the work that they are doing. And so many times, and we see with, this, with the uh, professor character, you know, the professor is doing everything in their power to take away the credit of this kid because he just, he's racist. I mean, that's just flat out. He's just flat out racist. Um, 
And it, you know, you know, this was in the early, this was 2000. So, you know, hoop dreams come out probably what, six or eight years before, but like, you know, that the idea of, of inner city kids, the only ticket out yeah, being yeah. basketball was, was known. So it does play with some like kind of tropes that were already explored a little bit, but it's still, it's still relevant. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love that it was just about a kid who was just a good writer <laughs> and like, you know, he was good. They had to add the basketball thing in, but like it, but the way that they worked that dynamic, I really liked. Um, I think this guy is amazing. This actor. Um, I'm, I, I feel like he hasn't, he has, he has a bunch James of stuff Lundin on his IMDb. He's in movies that I know and I don't know who he is in those movies. So I feel like this was his peak, which is, so frustrating and that happens a lot so i'm frustrated by that um but i don't know i, I liked how i i, I liked it there, there's a lot of parts of this movie i like so i like this movie too um uh echo what, what bray just said i feel like the story isn't like it isn't like one it isn't like the typical like white savior or even the typical like he was black and from the streets and because of that he made the white man comfortable or whatever what like there's there it doesn't it doesn't even have that sort of feel to it it's just sort of like um they sort of create a nice uh set of circumstances for these two to 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 become friends um uh, I do agree that like there are definitely a lot of things like the movie is two hours and 16 minutes and it doesn't need to be that long. Not only because not <laughs> only because like things are paced differently now, but like because they set things up that they're like, we're not going to address this or like that thing that that I was talking about of like how like they they didn't even do the <laughs> the like speech thing enough like they they could have they could have gone into that and talked about that more. And like, I don't know, uh, Jamal's character could have even talked about how, like for as much as he understood language and how, and how things Mm, are changing, you know, he could have even talked about the importance of how, like the way I talk out there is actually, it's a sophisticated, you know, it's, it's the evolution of, of speech and speech is different now, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, whatever they could have like gone into that stuff more instead of like adding, you know this whole thing with like the the guy at the other school on the on the on the basketball team who like hated yeah. him. It was like what what even was <laughs> what even was that supposed to be? <laughs> you know, um, I, yeah, ooh, boy, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and like and I know what you mean we 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 saw stuff from that. You know, like the we set up Oof, like how good man. he is at uh, making free throws and like. Um, you know, and then and so right. then so then when he has to do the foul shot, it like it does set that moment up. But it's like, did we yeah. need? <laughs> but did we need that tension and all of that? Other? I don't know. Yeah, um, when he when he um, I liked Buster Rhymes um, in Michael his Myers. first scene. His dramatic scene was a little, uh, <laughs> but I really liked him in that first scene. Yeah, I they really was... <laughs> really love putting in rappers in these movies. <laughs> I like, they really I like, love just juicing up the credits by putting in a rapper <laughs> in a movie for no reason. But con- yeah, sorry, he was um, okay. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, and I feel like this was his first movie. I don't think. Yeah, his ha- Halloween was shortly after that, right? Like Resurrection was a few years later. But um, yes. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I, I don't know. And then like Anna Paquin was great. And I thought, yeah, and I thought Rob did a great job in this. And I appreciate that he has continued to work. Um, but it is sort of like, it's a shame that it's not like that he is, 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 you know, bigger now for, for arriving on the scene in such a, a, a big way. I know he like went to school. Um, so like he did kind of go away for a bit after finding hmm. Forrester. Um, right, right. Cause he was a kid. Yeah. But, um, but then after that, it was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't like, Hey, that kid from, <laughs> remember this kid, right. he was really good. Let's, you know, elevate him more. So yeah, I ultimately liked the movie. Um, I thought this movie was good. I was bored. Um, <laughs> it was good, but man, was I bored? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't have anything bad to say. I'm really, I'm really gonna be listening because I don't remember a lot of what happened. I remember watching the movie in real time, being like, "What is happening? Why are we doing this? Right? What's going on? There's a who that little black kid? There's, Why this white girl so nice to him? What's going yo, on? And a pack went in this. There's wow. yo. very little. There's very little driving action. Like there's very little like yo. what's gonna happen next. Like <laughs> you're like, where where's yo. this movie going? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what is the, at what point, once we got to the end, I was like, how does this get finished? I don't know, man. I will say that you're right. I I, I will admit, I didn't want to watch this movie because I thought it was going to be like a white savior movie, but Bray Like is right. All the things that um, Rob's character does is all to his own achievements. Like, everything he does, he basically just gets a tutor. Right. Which I'm like, which is fine. Like, he just gets a tutor. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it's also something... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, I'm really happy he was good in basketball. But also, I was like, damn, could this movie, would this movie have not been good if he just was a black kid who could write really well? I don't know. Also, the opening of this movie threw me off because they had this kid rapping over B-roll of people of color in, in New York. And I was like, I don't know why we needed this. I feel like, I feel like Gus was like, oh, man, we, we, in, we in New York. And this is going to be a people of color movie. Let's get a let's get a uh, a brown kid rapping yeah. about not the movie or the storyline or about family. It wasn't about New York. I don't know what that nigga was rapping about to be honest. I I think yeah. he was just freestyling about his day. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was good. I'm just can I be real, y'all? Please mm-hmm. be real. I like movies like this, but the last to me movies get rough when you start questioning two things. Um, how much longer? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's always really bad. <laughs> like, it's like, how much longer, longer is it? And then also when you go, and not in a good way, when you go, how does this end? You know, not like, I can't wait to see the end, but it's like, what? Yeah, the, wait, how much longer is where here? is this going? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, what's, the, what's the goal? <laughs> but again, I do love this guy, Rob. I think he's on a show, he's on a cop show right now. It's like a procedural, but it sucks. I don't know why this kid didn't do well. I think what happens sometimes is that he plays an inner city kid. I feel like sometimes when black people get parts like this, people assume they're not acting. This is just them. This is how black people are. Um, and that messes them up for the future, but. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Let's get into well, it. Let's get into it. Yeah. This movie has a lot of, it does have like some hanging threads. Like it, it's good at bringing up conversations and not necessarily good at like, crafting um a straightforward narrative that's like in captivating <laughs> um but okay this movie yeah 
I feel like the beginning of this movie was like him trying to do a Spike Lee thing, right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, I don't know what he was. doing. I think doing. he was just trying to set the the scene, like like fully bring us into New York. And I appreciated how many black and brown faces he was showing. I feel like Spike Lee does this sometimes too, where he's like, like let me sh- let he. It's almost like you're so used to seeing only white people. I have to like first show you a bunch of black people just mm-hmm. so that you can start to go like, okay, like I'm going to care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I really I do. Right. I think he was like, I think you're right. He's like, his these are people. Was, hey. <laughs> his last movie was like, hey, I took you out of Boston and showed y'all Matt Damon and Ben Affleck doing white people stuff. This movie is going to be about some Negroes. But hey, let me introduce y'all to them real quick with one rapping. I know y'all know about rap. This movie felt like the equivalent, this opening scene felt like the equivalent to that one white person who would bring up every black thing they've ever known. It's like, oh man, I used to, man, I love Lil Wayne back in the day. Yo, did y'all see Obama's speech? That's what this was to me. He had to show me he was down. That's what the point of this. Yeah. It had no purpose. It served no It, it really purpose. was, yeah, because he's, because yeah, like, I, like, didn't we see a barber? We saw, we just saw, kept seeing, bro. We saw everything. Yeah. We saw all of blackness. Yeah, we yeah. saw uh, someone getting their hair cut, York, someone yeah. getting their hair braided, right. black people smiling on the street. Yeah, this little boy rapping about what the angle. The boy standing on something, a building in the background, and there's a low angle. I'm like, man, you might as well just did this in a fisheye lens if you wanted to be a rapper. Or something. I, mm. I would have appreciated if it. First of all, I don't. No offense to that kid whoever he is he's an adult now i don't i don't think he was that good he was rhyming mm. well <laughs> but there's some <laughs> like there <laughs> there is something about yeah there there are certain freestyles that you're like you're like this is like yeah you you get the form but it's i don't know there's there's something beyond that that i didn't feel like he had anyway but um i still i did appreciate him just kind of going to this world and and I appreciated seeing a bunch of black and brown faces first. Um, this got to be what happened. They had Buster Rhymes. It. They were like, "Buster, you gonna you gonna rap in the beginning of this?" And he was like, "Y'all gonna pay me more?" And they were like, "Fine." <laughs> nah. All right, let's. Yeah, get. and they just found a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buster was like, "No, I'm acting now. I'm I'm an actor now. I'm not doing that rapping uh, this video." <laughs> but then, um, and then, do we see? Is it then the basketball, Rob, right? Or, and it's just yeah, them it's playing basketball. basketball. Also, where is his friend? I feel like his friend with the with the braids. Swoop, Swoop. Yeah, he was like, I thought the actor was pretty good, and I'm like, he where is he? Good. Every time, yo, that was we that do hanging this every thread. time. Yeah, every time we watch one of these movies, and it's like young black performers. I feel like we always go, how come they didn't get this? Yeah, I will true. always bring up Timothy Chalamet and that white boy from the room. Okay. If you a white kid and even Anna Paquin, if you a white kid in a movie and the movie's decent, your career is set. Yeah. Dakota Fanning. Like Fly you're good. is still acting. And Fly is also his actual name. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they wow. probably liked his name so much they were like, We're just gonna call you Fly in this. <laughs> That's probably for sure. Yeah, but he's not like in everything. You know, like he did a law and order after this. He did. He did. He's Law and Order and Criminal Intent. He doesn't have a picture on IMDb, man. No. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah. So they're playing basketball. So we kind of get a sense of like his, his friends, um, how how he's acting with them. There, there's a lot of 
you know, a lot of trash talk. Uh, and then they um, immediately start talking about Sean Connery's like, who's <laughs> just creepily is that ever looking out the window with binoculars, which I truly don't know what he's doing. Don't they try to make it like he's not looking at them, he's, he's looking just at a birds? Creepy old is, that, man. is that the point of it? Well, he is looking He is looking at them, and he is also looking at birds. He's doing both. So he's looking at birds and, okay, and looking at them sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Um, like, he, like when they're playing, he's like, I'm watching the game. Yeah. He's just right. watching yeah. the game. I mean, it's like it's it's like odd he because actually, there are binoculars. Like that feels odd, but no, right. he's just watching the game. That's a good point. I've I had a basketball yeah, court outside that. my place in Harlem, and, and sometimes I would just watch people. <laughs> I yeah. would just watch the game. <laughs> like if there was like a full gate, like a full court game going on, sometimes I would I would watch. Um, so okay, I get that. So yeah, he's just because he's just bored. He's just bored, and yeah. he's like a recluse. He has no friends. He has no life, so he's just watching other people play basketball. And they're talking, and there's like a whole legend about him. And they're like, "Yeah, I heard like he, you, uh, he killed a guy. Yeah, or, window, you know, he's got a window. knife or whatever." It's like, dude, you don't want to mess with window. They just call him window. Yeah, <laughs> the window. You don't want to mess with the window. They call him the, mi- the yeah. window. <laughs> the window. <laughs> we also see Rabbit in school. Uh, uh, he has a. Uh, a uh, black woman teacher who starts talking about the Raven. And did you notice this? Cause they had, they had the scene where she was t- talking about the Raven and she was asking if anybody had read it and clearly Jamal had read it, but he said that he, he's like, Oh no, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he's like trying to hide how yeah. smart he is. Um, which I, which I feel that's like such a sad <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, and but did you catch in the next scene when they when it was just like all of the all of his friends joking around at the cafeteria and he starts talking about the, the window and he starts telling the story and he keeps like yeah and then the woman yeah, yeah. she heard him just that was just that was that was Lil Zane that was Lil Zane remember that tap, rapper back which in the is day from Lil Zane? <laughs> the Raven <laughs> that was Lil Zane baby that was Lil Zane <laughs> Lil yeah Zane. man that was Lil Zane what? man come on down. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was the rapper. Come on. What are you talking yeah, about? Man. He wow. looked just like straight up a music video. Oh my god, I didn't realize. We had to read The Raven when I was in school. Um and it's something interesting about being black and and you know being living in a certain area and if you're smart, sometimes it will put you as a put you at a disadvantage with your peers. Like, I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but like, I feel like sometimes people can make fun of you for anything. It's like, man, look at this nigga over here reading the book. Over here just over here just reading books and shit. It's like you can get dog for whatever you're doing. Man, you got... Hey, yo. James over here with this A. Think he all smart. Like, you would just get dogged for no reason. And I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't know. But then also, I think even when that happens, I, I do think the collective community will always try to protect that kid as well. It's like, oh shit, we got one who can make it out of here. Even though, like, you'll make fun of this kid and joke, but it's also like, oh, we'll make sure this kid doesn't get in trouble. Like, I remember, like, I was growing up and there was a bubble. If stuff went down, I was the kid who was like shielded. I was told to leave. It was it. They they would get you out of danger. You know what I mean? And I think they did that for Jamal a couple of times too. Not like danger, but um i remember when they i guess we get to it when right. he was about to go break into the windows house which y'all guys gotta tell me why he was doing that again because i don't remember he said he said in this scene 
he was like, I'm not afraid of the window. And they were like, and he, they were like, so you would go, so you would go into the window's house, you would go to the window's house, and then I don't remember him actually saying yes, I would go into it in that scene, but, but it was set up in this in that lunchroom scene. Oh, because I was like, yeah, because even once they got to the to the ladder or whatever, everyone else kind of backed out, and I was like, oh, they're trying to get him to back out, but he just he too ballsy. Also, did he climb up that whole thing? Like he, that's a long scaffold. Like my man is on the top floor. That's terrifying, yo. Anyway. Uh, so so then, yeah, they dare him to go into the Windows place and uh, take something. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, climbs up a scaffold, gets inside. And my man was in there for so long. I was like, <laughs> yo, grab dude, something. Why, why are you taking your time? He took his Yo, time. make no sense. He's looking at he got, books. Because he suddenly noticed all the books and he got all excited. You know, he did. He really did. He got excited. Uh, this old, just huge New York apartment <laughs> um, with all these books in it. Uh, and I, I did. I got scared. Sean Connery scared me, man. That was when a nice jump. Yeah, up. man. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And his voice is so distinct. It's like, yo, you ain't messing with Sean Connery, yo. I'm still just mad because I was looking at Lil Zane like, why do I recognize this this dude? I'm just so mad that it was him. See? But <laughs> so upset. But as I was saying, when he leaves, he leaves his rook. But the rook yeah, is he the leaves, backpack. He leaves behind he leaves behind a little rook, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a black rook too. All right. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't leave <laughs> He didn't leave a white rook behind. He leave, he left a black rook behind. You know. All right. He, he spent a book bag. I was laughing. I was laughing because I was like, "Why does nigga take off his book bag?" I was like, "Like, why you take off your book bag?" Because like, you the one thing in high school you don't do is ever take your bag off. I knew I knew dudes who would be sitting at their desk, backpack still on, because it was a fashion thing. At that oh point. well, he took it off to put the to put the knife in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But then, but then he got distracted, I guess, and he walked away from by it. The, by the books. By the books. Because see, see, this little black boy reads. This nigga over here reads. And the movie wanted you to know that he reads. He <laughs> does read. Excited by reading. Wait, I love that we find out that not only does he read, but he, he has like a photographic memory and he remembers everything that he's read. <laughs> Yo, insanity. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Anyway, um... Uh, so then we get this like fun, fun play where like the bag is like hanging outside of his door or sorry, outside of the window. And, you know, they're, they're like making, they're like, dude, why did you, we told you to get something, not leave yeah. something. Yeah. Also, I love uh, how the white dude tried to play yeah. him about the BMW and he knew everything about the BMW and he was like, oh, that was and amazing. And he also was like, yeah, when you lease he tried to be like, he tried to come at my man. He was like, you don't even Yo, own this joint. You leased this joint. I was like, oh. <laughs> he, he said, oh, dude, that was, a, that was the best I was part. like, oh. But you know that already because you lease it. <laughs> I was like, you coming at my man with heat? Not only is he reading books, the nigga know about cars and shit. Look at him out here. All car facts and shit. <laughs> also, I thought he was going to go upstairs with that dude. Be like, hey, I need to come up with you to come get my book bag or something. So he just dogged this dude and just went back to the court. <laughs> also, Sean Connery threw this boy's bag out of a window. Out the window. Yo. Yeah. Just chucked I mean, it out the yeah. window. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he broke into his that's house. That's true, but that dude's on the top floor. I'm, yes, I'm throwing your bag out the window. Like, Dog, that's... You're not getting... Yeah. I'm not going to, like, neatly <laughs> put it outside for that's you to true. grab. That's true. I'm going to chuck it out the window. Dog, <laughs> what floor? Is it on a 16th floor? Get out of my floor? house. Don't come into my house. You don't know me. I don't know you. Well, did they... I should be calling the cops. You come here every day. I should be calling the cops. I should be... Do they live in the same building? Was it no or no no? But he but they Same you know he always plays because I was like he keeps in getting into Sean Connery's building without Sean Connery buzzing him in, so he must be doing that New York thing of like right. let me buzz every apartment real quick and have somebody let me in here. I didn't even think about that. He gets in all the time. Like how you keep getting in this jump? Do they live in the same? They don't, right? <laughs> I don't know. Now I don't uh, know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he does. Dude, in, in New York, you can get you his... can get into any building, like pretty much. Like, you, if it doesn't have a doorman, you just buzz every every button, and somebody lets you in. It, oh, oh, I I remember <laughs> for the longest time, I had they did a they did a new intercom system where it was connected to your phone, which was awesome because then all that had like, even if I wasn't at my place, I could let somebody mm. in. But then what what hap- what started happening was. I think one person just buzzed me once and I just let them in and they just told, they must have told everybody because I would get phone calls all the time <laughs> and I would just always, I would just always let, oh, no. I, I didn't know who it was. I mean, I just keep letting oh, it no. And then I was like, then I was like, I should probably stop yeah. doing that. Oh no, Bray. This whole time, like you hello, were an accomplice in a in a robbery. Yes. <laughs> every now and then, every now and then, I because because every now and then I would be like hello, I'd be like hello, and then it would just be like a kid being like, "Can you let me in?" And I'd be like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> I just let him in. But then I, but then so many kids did it, and I was like, "I like, like these kids are using me." <laughs> I don't like that they're like, hey, yo, 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 just ring forty one. He let this little nigga let everybody in this job. <laughs> He, he let everybody <laughs> man what 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 even happens uh, at the, this one it gets a little foggy for me well well yeah i don't remember the exact sequence but at, at a certain point um you know one he uh realizes that sean connery's written in all of his like books that he writes in and has just proofread them and like r- like oh, yeah. noted and then there's like certain like where, where are oh, you driving yeah. at like, like there are just all these scribbles and stuff and so he gave him all these notes and then he realized like, whoa, like this is, this is really helpful. This could help my writing. So he like goes to his place and he's like, Hey man, can you, can you help me with more, some of my, some of my writing more? And Sean Connery was like, you broke into my house. F off. Like write, write me a 5,000 word essay on how to F off. And he off. did it. And so. He just, and then he writes and then he a five thousand like, feet like man. I was like, dude, that was so cool. I don't. There's something about that that was like, I, hey, I I wrote that thing you asked. And he's for. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it was really cool to see the dichotomy of like him being really good at basketball, but also being really good at writing. And to me, they necessarily didn't um, clash with clash. With each other, I feel like sometimes in these movies, it's like, oh man, the the, right. the championship game is the same time as the writing competition. Which one are you going to choose? Yes. That was what was so interesting about this to me was because, like, he actually mm-hmm. could balance both things, 
And F. Murray Abraham kept being like, oh, I guess you can't cut it. And it was just like, I fucking hate you because he is balancing this so well, you asshole. Like, you racist yeah, piece seriously. of shit. Like he, kept, like, he kept being like, oh, you can't cut it. Oh, you're just a dog. You, the basketball is too much for you. And then, and then um, what's her name? Anna Paquin's dad was also like, oh, sorry about all this pressure I put on you. Will, this is way later. But, like, we'll lighten your load so that you can only focus on what you're good at. And it was just like, uh it was Dude, yeah. it was so gross, but then also like such a because we talk about this too, like of like how like you don't have to just be good at you don't have to just be good at basketball, but you can be good yeah. at basketball. Like yeah. it's not like that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I, a lot of people who were really good at school were also good at sports. Not everybody, like you know, but there are there was there were a lot of white kids in my in my school who like you know, were stars of their, you know, whatever a- athletic sports that they did and were getting really good grades. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I mean, you can it was, easily do both. There's like, something about this movie. My, um, my yeah. friend and I were talking about this the other day and it's like, I mean, we've talked about it on and off the podcast before about like how if you're black, you have to be damn near perfect and excellent. You got to be exceptional. When I look at this movie, is this boy was really good but also needed help, so he got tutored, which is okay to do. And at the end of the day, his work was so good and so elevated that a white higher up just could not believe it. Just just could not, nothing in him could fathom it. And I just think about right. all these times where like, it feels like black people, we aren't allowed to just be average or normal. We have to be really good. We have to excel. And then once we excel, we have to prove that it was us that did the thing. It has to be some type of concrete proof that like, hey, little black kid, you solved this math problem, sit next to me and solve this math problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you wrote this, sit in the room with me and write. It, it's so right. crazy because it always feels like, I just wonder sometimes what would happen if you treated young white men the exact same way? Where like they could not be mediocre. They had to be really, really good to get this job. Would the field of what we're looking at be different? Would the field of like famous chess players, would the field of famous like liter- literary artists, would the field of like, you know, directors and entertainers be different if everyone was held at the same plateau you hold black people? You know, and I think we would have a lot of people falling off, baby. It'd be like, you know, a lot of these studio execs wouldn't look the same. You, shoot, mom and dad can't get you this job. But, um, I don't know, because it hurt me every time he had to, like, prove it. I think that was the thing that bothered me. Every time he had to prove something, it's like, ah. Yeah, man. Which is basically what this movie is about. It's about it's about an extremely gifted and talented uh, kid, teenager. An extremely gifted and talented teenager who is not given the proper... Like, people are not respecting him. And... Even when people do respect him, they think yeah. they're doing him a favor, which is not what, which is not how they look at white kids, and that's the that's the thing. It's it's showing you how much black people have to overcome in this country to get to the places that they're at. You know, it's like there's 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 not a lot of support, and so I know people will go, well, what do you mean, like? There was this whole program that they there's this whole private school that they look at really great scores and they let in 
one or two black kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, and that's right. Like they're like, Hey, like there's a program and that's, they do it to, I actually had a <laughs> producer tell me this. Um, uh, and he was like joking, but he was like, he was like saying it as like, it's not a good thing, but like, this is how it is. Uh, which is like with, with white people, especially older white people, we are okay with doing the good thing if we get credit for doing it. It's like, we're okay with doing it, but you have to pat us on, you have to pat us on the back and tell us we're special. If we feel like we just have to do it, then we don't want to do it. If we feel like we're supposed to, like, and we don't get credit for it because it's just something you're supposed to do, then we don't want to do it, which is, which is insane. Right. But that's like what, like this program. And then you realize that this program, he has good test scores, but the reason that the school wants him really is to play basketball. It's not actually because they're, they say it because they say, the guy says like, just so you know, like you, you can play basketball if you want. Um, but this is a strictly academic scholarship, you know, like we're doing this for academics. So they want to keep the illusion. NCAA does this, right? Their, their whole entire organization is like we're here oh, to student athletes. Real, I'm talking about the NCAA uh, student. <laughs> ah, ah, they coming out. Protect. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're giving kids scholarships so that they can learn, and we're doing this and that. And they're like trying to shoo away the fact that they're profiting off of so many people, a lot of black and brown people. I mean, there are white people that white athletes, obviously that they're profiting off too, but a lot of black and brown people that they're profiting off of giving them no compensation for it. They get a little bit of scholarship. And then if their grades slip, they're, they're kicked out of the program. They lose their scholarship. Mm -hmm. They're kicked out of the school, you know, but they don't also don't care about their grades that much because you hear so many stories of like teachers being pressured to give passing grades to athletic students or this and that. And most of those, you know, student athletes aren't going to make it pro, you know? Um, So I don't know. It's like, it was, it's this whole kind of dynamic that they're playing with. I I feel like this movie brings up a lot of great topics. It just doesn't like there, because there's not one really one driving, like drive through kind of narrative story you do sometimes get like, all right, yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, what's next? You know, because where like, is it I going? The, to that same end, I, lo- I loved the, um, I loved the, the the moment when Forrester's like, um, he's like, you know, I, uh, it's the city that's changed. It's not me. And then, and then Jamal's like, you know, I haven't noticed it change at all. And then they go um, uh, to the stadium and, and it's like, and he's like, yeah, like I used to wa- I watch these games <laughs> every week with my with my family, you know. And you realize, like, oh yeah, he's been here, <laughs> he's been here for so long. Like, right. the city right. has changed yeah. around him. Like the yeah. neighborhood has changed and evolved, and and like and you know, and you see that they have like this connection of just being like of like the Bronx is their home, and like yeah, great, yeah. like that is true, and like what his Bronx was is different than what jamal's bronx uh is but it's the, also the yeah. same play you know they're different and the same yeah, you know, i love was that. like um when jamal took him to that basketball game i'm like my man has never left his house and the first place we taken him 
it's to a it's to a basketball game. It's crowded. <laughs> I was like, like the first place we're taking this dude is to a basketball game, and then the moment they're walking in, I was like, man, they about to get lost. Hey, I'm gonna go grab this. Um, what do you say? What did you, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go grab a this brochure. Bro- bro- brochure. Yeah. Or uh, like, wait, sorry, a pamphlet or whatever. The, whatever the program. Like, yeah, I'm about to grab yeah. the program. It's like nobody takes the basketball program. Like, come on, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what are you? What are you? <laughs> He's like, let me see the like, players. No one are does tonight. that. Get out there, watch the starting lineup. It was, it was very interesting right. to see because, um, because Sean Connery is, I mean, literally, he was the macho man of movies for so long. You know, when he when he did James Bond, it was something very interesting to see him like kind of in this crowd completely terrified dipping dipping down falling trying to get his glasses and then just like hovering on the ground in the corner um as this big hawking guy and uh bray again you're right it's something about this movie at every turn it wasn't sean connery helping rob's character it was rob teaching sean connery or like getting him together so like normally this would be the movie where you know Something happens to Rob Sean Connery. He's like, ah, come on, little black kid. Let me let me help you get back on your feet. But physically, in this movie, it was Rob being like, hey, old white dude, you going through some shit. Let me get you out of here real quick. You know what I mean? Like, it was something interesting to that, and and not having it being in a in a serving it type way. It was like, nah, man, I'm gonna just help you and be kind. It is it is normally the the kindness that. You will see a white person have to transform in a movie being like, oh, this black kid is just a kid. Whereas in this movie, it was like Rob seeing this white dude be like, yo, he's a little weird, but he's just a good dude. You know, we finally got to see the reverse. And I was like, this, it was very nice. And in my theory, that's probably why this movie didn't do as well. Because how dare this little black kid from, like, what did they even say in this movie? A little, um. He was like, you, you're, so he wrote this. He was like, wow, you're like, you're like 16 and you're black. We're like, uh impressive and then he was like yes. the hell does me being and then black that, and have then to that do professor with it? says sounded the same thing <laughs> and then he was and like i was like, Yo, saying i feel like this yeah. movie is this movie is um a black kid teaching a white person a lesson like literally like at the end of it sean connery becomes a better person and like can go out into the world because this little black kid was like hey hey dude you got some things to change and he does and i think i think that's the hard pill to swallow but that's just my theory if this yeah. if this was Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Timothy Chalamet was, was in this it, movie and telling Sean Connery, "Hey, white do be better." Timothy Chalamet would have got an Oscar nomination. I do think that there's something also to this is it takes it a slight. This might not be totally different, but it feels like it takes it a step forward in that they they help mm, each mm. other out. Right, but the person that was worse off was Forrester. Like, like that. The difference being, like, they help each other yeah, out. Yeah, in, in life. In in life, but the yeah. but the the older white man was in was in the sort the sort of like mentor character was yeah, actually yeah. worse off. You know, <laughs> it's like Jamal's situation was worse off. He had less money. You know, right? He, he's he 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 doesn't he doesn't know what his future is going to be, especially if he doesn't get the, the the proper uh, assistance and system to help him up but mentally he was in a in a pretty good spot you know he 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 was able to excel though which was cool like so we see him we see him go to this school and yeah so the the kind of side storylines that are happening are one you have this light-skinned kid who's on the basketball team and and then 
immediately mad at Jamal and Jamal's like, Oh, I'm, am I taking your spot? It's like, like, yeah. that's why you're mad at me. <laughs> like, and, and, and I, and I think the purpose of this kid and the rivalry between them, like, cause James was like, what, what exactly was the point? I, I feel like it was the show. Like he was Jamal mm. before Jamal came in. And so he's feeling like there can only be one, you know, that kind of like the, like, Oh, well, it, it, if I, I'm going to lose like what makes me special, which is like, I'm the, you know, I'm the black kid here at this school who's good at basketball. And, and if you are good at basketball, then, you know, what, what am I, what, what's my purpose and that kind of thing. The problem is we, we don't know enough about this kid at all. We don't ever get to hear from him at all. So we're yeah. only seeing it from Jamal's point of view. So that's everything everything that's happening between them you just have to like assume or guess because we never actually hear what's going on with that kid and then it doesn't go anywhere after right that. like i like i understand introducing it cool yeah. <laughs> like that is a real thing but then like <laughs> but then if you just lit if they they dropped it at they dropped it at the coach saying that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen in this court. But for some reason, it seems like it's a problem for the two of you, yeah. which was like, great. Talk I was like, it. talk about it. This I, is great, great line. <laughs> I love this. Now the resolution. Oh no, we're not going to get, there's no, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? We leave, we leave and, it at them. We don't see them again. And then they lose the basketball game. We don't, and then we don't see anything that happens in between that moment or after mm-hmm. that moment, which also sucks because there's a part of me that was like, well, it could have been a really cool scene if you had this kid afterwards come 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 to him and Jamal's like, I know what you're gonna like, oh what you know, I know what you're gonna say, like I suck yeah. or like that's why you should have and the kid could have been like, I know why you did what you did, like like yeah. uh, I'm proud of you or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. something like or I any, like what you kind of Yeah. Uh <laughs> any kind of thing or like even within the game you know, like within the game, we don't even see. They spent so much time, you know, on the, especially that first scene when they first play together of like right. us being able to hear them have a full scene on the mm-hmm. court while they're playing. But then at the basketball game, it's all looks, you know, it's all, and we don't, and there is no tension between yeah. the two of them on the court as they play. It's like, and they play together. So same are, I, I was like, all right, so. Are they playing well together? Like, cause it's they. It feels like they would have to, yeah. to for the team to be doing as well as they are, you know. Um, so I assumed that that was happening, but then yeah, we just never get any resolution from it. I really don't understand why they they played so much of that last game, like more than I think they needed to, and there was so much like cutaways to the audience and like. At one point, like the mom was like, "What's the score?" and Buster Rhymes was like, "It's not looking good," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was this unnecessary dialogue? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad they got paid for that day, but you know. <laughs> it was making me mad, though, because they kept cutting to, like, F. Murray Abraham and Anna Paquin and then Busta Rhymes and the mom. And then, and then after, like, what felt like 10 full minutes of the game, they cut to, like, Sean Connery On is also TVs. watching the game, but like from home, it was oh. like what? Like why? Why save him as if like he's some kind of a reveal? But like also show yeah. all of these. <laughs> like what was that? I don't know. Like this just that also contributed to how long this movie was. I, like, I was laughing at one point. I remember watching this movie, 
and listen, I love Anna Paquin, but I realized that there was like no young black girl in this movie. Like he ain't had no sister. There was nobody in the neighborhood. And so every time, like when he looked up at that, uh, when he was shooting the free throw and at first he looked at Anna Paquin, I was like, yo, you better not just look at this goddamn white girl. You better look around this goddamn room. All right, black boy, look around the room. Where your mama at? Where your brother at? Because there is something about, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with interracial love. It was just something about seeing this movie and seeing this kind of like exceptional black boy, but never seeing him interact with like a black girl or, you know, whether there was just, yeah, like, like outside of his mom, black women did not exist in this movie. They just did not exist in no. any way, shape, or form. Oh, and the, the, teacher. Yeah, the teacher we saw at the very beginning. And it's something about, to me, I don't know, man. Like, I, I went to a college that was a predominantly white school, and there were very few black people there. But I remember there were, like, more black um, girls, more black women there, and they were very accepting. I think when I went to UCB, like, the first people to ever greet me was Shashir and... Um, and Charlotte, like two black women. And I, it was just something about, I mean, it could have been a sister. I don't know. It could have been somebody. I just felt like I would have loved if he just had some type of support from like a young black girl. I think it would have been different. Like, I do think at one point with Anna Paquin, I couldn't tell if her character was genuine or not. And again, towards the end, you realize, oh, she really does just like this kid. But there is something about being like this super hot, black athlete or somebody new at this white school you get a certain kind of love and it is that kind of fetishized love of oh man this he might be a little front of the edges the black kid you know i literally had a girl tell me once that like hooking up with me would make her dad mad and this was after we had hooked up i remember it and then in this movie there's a scene of like you know the two of them kind of like playing around and like flirting or whatever and then the dad comes out but then the dad is mad but not that mad like it was just I don't know, man. It was something weird about how they treated him a little bit. And I, it just bothered me because it felt like he was definitely um, an object. Like, I think that's the, the hard problem I have when it comes to sports sometimes. When you go to, like, the combines, you go to these training centers. It's like anytime you look at, like, football and, like, the kids are training, it's usually like a bunch of black kids doing these drills and a bunch of old white folk with their clipboards. Like, oh, man, this right. nigga can jump. And it just bothers me. It's like, let me send this to the owners. We got to get this one. This one coming straight out of, like... Yeah, it's just it. I don't know. It just bothers me so much so that they would care more about this boy's physicality than they care about his mental capability. And I couldn't tell where she landed on the scope of that. I mean, it's interesting because it was like they they didn't do much with that relationship outside of it being, you know, they 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 introduced it like almost immediately. There was chemistry between them, and I actually do think, by the way, there was real <laughs> chemistry with those actors. So. Like mm-hmm. there was like, we were like, Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they like each other, you know? Um, and it was, and it was, you know, it, it was, it was cool. It was like, all right. Yeah. And it makes sense. A young, young man, young woman, you know, attractive woman. Uh, and, and then we see the, like the scene with, her, with the, at the party at her party. And she's like, this is my place. Uh, and then there's that scene where he's like teaching her how to play basketball or how to defend, uh, and the dad comes out and he sees the dad looking at her and the dad doesn't say anything. And the dad like doesn't get to that point, but you know, he feels that. So we have that conversation that happens after where he's, he's like, you know, well, it's, it's not going to work out. Your dad asked your dad. And she was like, well, why does everything have to be so black and white with you? But then that's all we really get. Right. We don't really, 
we don't we don't go past that. So they like they bring it up and you're like it's rich, but it's not but because there wasn't time to like end that story. It doesn't go anywhere. And that's why I say this movie has a lot of hanging threads. So that's one of them. You also have this random white kid who like tells him who's the one who tells him like, "Hey man, you know, it, it was good what you did like not saying anything." And he's like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, man, like when people talk back to that teacher, it's not it's not good for those students, you know, and it kind of just setting that up. But then we see yeah. that kid in the basketball game, like he, he he comes back at a later point, and I was like, what exactly is the dynamic that they're setting up between him and this kid? It, like outside of just like, why do they need him to tell uh, right. Jamal this information and not Anna Paquin? I, because Anna Paquin also told him some of this information too, so I I didn't fully understand that. <laughs> And they never develop a real relationship. And then you have the hanging thread of his other friends, like you were saying. Was that Fly then? Is that the, na- yeah, yeah, the yeah, character's Fly, name yeah. with the braids? Fly or? is the, yeah, was the kid with the dread. So the, then, like, the you know, it's at a certain point we hear them being like, oh, look, it's Fly goes to the first basketball game and he sees him with Anna Paquin. He, like, you know, makes a little joke about that. And then we see him at the end. I think at, at a certain point we see the friends say something like, you know, oh, like Jamal, like fancy, whatever joke that they made, the fact that he's going to private school, like we never see you around anymore, that kind of thing. Um, and then we see him at the end when uh, Sean Connery passes away and he kind of like picks him up and then they start playing basketball again. So they're still friends. But yeah, there's no... I was. I feel like it's like, I, yeah. I feel like all of these things, all of these specific things that were left behind was like, maybe they talked to one black person. And they were like, if this happened in real life, like what would be the things that would come up? Well, yeah, there'd probably be some strain on his friendship with his, you know, like his friends feeling like, you know, he's better than them now. And, right. and, you know, there would probably be like potentially like a conflict if he tried to date a white girl. And so like, yeah. And like the, the dad probably wouldn't like that. And then like, you know, if there was another black kid, like they would have tension with each other, you know, because, you know, they would feel like their spots are getting taken and they were like, okay, cool. And then they like wrote two lines like <laughs> that, like would kind of go into that in these scenes that would you know that were already there in the movie and then they were like all right cool we did yeah. you know like they just like right. by 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 kind of hinting at these things they were like yeah we the movie has yeah these i mean i did like that his right, homeboy right, right. fly didn't like hate on him because he went to like this white school now you know i like that he still showed up at the game because normally like in those movies yeah. it's like that was oh, you cool. sold out, and but it's like no, you get it. He he had to leave. So I, I really like that. I would have I would have loved to see his boy fly try to become um, integrated into the to the other school too. Just like showing up at games, trying to hang out with the the friends. But I guess we didn't see that much about Rob at his school life. Really, only revolved around sports in that one class. Because it would have been interesting to see like how the kids treated him yeah. a little bit more. But um, I guess yeah. Right. It wasn't as interested in that. It was more about the the teachers, which I, I, I did like. So because I, I oh, I just a random jo- joke that he said or, or like 
slang that he used. He called the he called yeah, I like that. two commas. Two comma kids. He's like two commas. And he's like, what do you mean two commas? He's like a million dollars, one comma, two commas. I love I was that. Like, I'm taking that. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I want to use that. <laughs> I love it. But he also said like one comma, two comma. Didn't he say like, come yeah, on, man? Like, come like, on, man. <laughs> like yeah. he said, like shouldn't he's you like, come on, like man. keep up. So much <laughs> of this movie, it felt so real. Like the only other actor I've ever heard say man that much is um Terrence Howard. Uh, Terrence Howard who was it Jimmy Fox has a, a bit we talked about how often Terrence Howard just says man in every movie it's like come on Iron Man come on right me there are so many like nice riffs we can't go over them all but with with the the, the best one I think was him Sean Connery saying you can't start a sentence with a conjunction and uh, Jamal was like Actually, that's an old rule that like most writers uh, have ignored because you can use it for like you use the conjunction in the beginning <laughs> of a uh, sentence to make a point. And and then he like did that thing, and then he was like, "And you do it too." Like I was like, "Damn, that was that was awesome." Oh, I I loved when he took down the teacher too. When the teacher tried to school, ooh, I was like, "Look at you." Ooh. Exactly. That's the best scene. <laughs> Yo. They That's the best like, scene in the movie. She was like, don't do this. Don't do this. I think it was Anna Paquin who was just like, I was yelling at my it. TV. <laughs> I literally was yelling at my TV screen. I was like laughing and being like, hell yeah. Yes. Like, oh, he was like, it's actually I could go farther. Further. Father what? is the description you of said, distance. You know, maybe that's... I could go farther. There is what... I think this kid's um, most realistic. It's, I always feel like there's always a scene where you could tell something is almost too real. Anna Packman, when she goes, don't do this. My man gives her like one look, like, and it goes right back into it. That's that black man thing. It was like, don't you fuck, not right now. I got it. And like, it was so quick. He didn't say shit to her. It was a look. Uh, and it went right back at this white dude. And then he was like, oh, you want to do this? And then he goes on a tirade. He's quoting all these things. He's Yo, naming quotes, every single quote. He knew finishing every his quote. sentences, <laughs> finishing his sentences, saying it before him, and then the teacher yes. just goes, "Get out of my classroom!" And I was like, "That's right, get out of his classroom." <laughs> yes, right. That's right. He gonna get out. <laughs> yeah, I just, I this is the only time I would just wish like um, um, Rob's character, like, cause he got out, and he was all mad. I just wish he would have smirked a little bit, like, "Gotcha, bitch!" Like you know what I'm saying? It's like I just wish he got a little, cause, cause again, you. Anna Paquin also got up and just left with him. <laughs> like, well, I, her father's like the I, dean I, or whatever. So. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. She, she can, can do whatever literally she do whatever she wants. <laughs> they they, yeah. they established it in the movie that she could do whatever she wants. He has to sit there and take it from this arrogant teacher. And I love this because I I've definitely did this as a kid where I corrected my like white teacher and they got mad at me for like who is this little black kid. Trying to correct me, telling me what's right. I'm the teacher. Get out of my classroom. This kid's talking back to me. It's like, no, you're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do think it's a prideful thing. I think, yeah. I, man, I, yo, I really do think it's a, I really do think it's a thing about, um, and maybe it is subconscious sometimes when it comes to white men in particular. But there is this like class system of like, how dare you, how dare you question me? How dare you speak to me in a certain kind of way? Even though I can be wrong and not perfect in this, how dare you, somebody who's supposed to be lower than me, 
not only know that I'm wrong, but know more than me. Right. I say that as I, I type up my HR response right now to a white man who tried to, you know, get me to stop talking because I told him that he was inefficient at his job. Um, one day I would tell everybody who this person is, but it's just I just want to point out that There's it no goes need. from school. No, I'm saying I just want to point out, like for, real, for real, it goes from schooling of like trying to be like you can't be as educated as I am to as an adult. How dare you talk to me a certain kind of way right. because you are not at a level that I am, and that's something that I think black people, especially black men in particular, will always have to go through because you are expected to be less and just thankful for what you're given. It's almost like you didn't work for it. Like this teacher right. literally says to him at some point, I don't believe you did this. Come sit next to me while you write it. And then when he's sitting next to him, it's a little different when you don't have all your resources with you. It's like there is always this thing of people it, it antagonizing was, you. This teacher was so infuriating and so real. It's the best part of the movie. It's the best like dynamic of the movie. The reason that, but this movie isn't just about them. There's so much else going on, which is cool. It makes it rich, but like this was so real and it's why I love this movie because I because like that teacher instead of looking at this kid coming in and being like holy crap you were in a, a education system that is doesn't have enough resources where the teachers are stretched too thin the classrooms are too big um where you're surrounded by uh, you're you're probably put. You're, there's probably no like placement in classes, so you're put in classrooms with people who aren't at the same level as you. You know, and and you're you're everything about your kind of intellectual progress is being stunted. And then you came in here and you're excelling. Like that's amazing. You're incredible. How can I help you get further? This guy was like, oh, he must be cheating immediately. Oh, he's doing this because he's cheating. He's only good at basketball. He's clearly cheating. I'm going to, even though I can't, I have no proof that he's cheating, I'm going to assume he is. Force him to write an S, write his homework assignment in my classroom. Literally punish him for being smart. That's, he was getting punished because the teacher mm -hmm. thought he couldn't possibly be smart enough to do it. And therefore, he had to do it in front of him. And it's like, of course, it's a lot. It's how. It's harder for anybody to sit inside of a, a stuffy room with somebody looking over you who thinks you're stupid and be like, all right, mm -hmm. mm, let's see you write something good now. Dude, that teacher sucks, man. But he's so real. I mean, and again, so it's so real. real because that that doesn't change. Like, it really doesn't. There's always this, like, proof of concept. It's like, how did you do it? Do you Again, I think one of the biggest things I've ever taken away as an adult is that as a black person... Um, always have to prove that I can do it. Whereas no one, um, um, like, I feel like a lot of our white counterparts is like, Oh, people will give them the benefit of doubt. Like this person can rise to the occasion to do this thing. Like whether it's like, Oh, this person can direct this movie. You know what? This person, they've written a couple of things. They deserve this writing job. Whereas if you're a black person, it's like, show me everything you've ever done. Like, right. You have to prove to me that you are going to be worthy of this chance because it is a chance it's a gamble that I'm giving you this opportunity and it doesn't change. And even watching this movie, this kid was already good, but then still went to seek out a tutor. Like for real, for real, he still had to seek out somebody to make his writing even better when his writing was already at a level that was seen as great. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. all you can do is just keep trying to level up. He had to be good in sports. He had to be good like as a writer. He still had to be a kind black dude. This movie 
it's so interesting because this movie, luckily, this kid was not involved in like criminal activity. You know what I mean? Right. This kid didn't do those things. And I think the reason for that is because it had to show a quote unquote good black kid and the difficulties of even what that good black kid has to do when he comes from this certain situation, from these certain areas. Because, you know, if they would have made this kid, um, I don't know. He didn't even have to sell drugs. If he would, if, if, if Brester Rams was a drug dealer, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, man, look at this kid. He's got to deal with drugs at home, blah, 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 blah. How could he possibly do this? There's no way in hell this kid can write this with the stress he lives. Or you know what? Write about what you deal with. Write about the violence you experience. My man wrote about family. An unexpected family. Right. That's what his big report, I mean, his big thing was on. Unexpected family. And I was like, that is a beautiful thing, man. And it's, I don't know. Every time I see movies like this and I think about real life, it just... Brings me to a point, I think we talked about this in our last movie. It's like, why are we here? I feel like in America, black people are still trying to prove our worth, where it's like, yo, y'all clearly don't like us. Like, there's so many times I look at it like, you clearly don't like me. You won't like my kids. You don't like my friends. Ugh, it's just so disheartening sometimes, man. Ugh. I just toss my pillow across the room in case anyone. <laughs> That's the frustration. I just threw my favorite pillow across the room. <laughs> just <laughs> oh man um but yeah so this movie ends with uh this whole basically they they catch they the guy f- finds that oh wait this thing that you handed into this writing contest um it has the same title or like the same subtitle as you know uh william forrester's thing and uh and so he's like you plagiarize we're going to kick you out. What you have to do is apologize and write a letter to the class. They just want submission, right? And that's the thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, that's the thing with cops you feel all the time too, right? Like, not there's this thing of like, I just, I just want you to submit to me. Like, I want to take away your pride and make you feel like you're not, you have no power. Um, uh, and then, but, 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 and he tries to get, Forrester to help him and he's like no you messed up you took my thing you know with, I told you not to, leave, to take anything out of this room but then of course he after the basketball game when he blows the game on purpose I guess that was what he he realized like wow this kid's gonna sacrifice everything because he kept his word to me and then so he comes and he re and he defends him in the classroom embarrasses the teacher I love how the teacher was like when everyone was clapping and he was like quiet quiet be quiet and then the other guy was like dude dude sit down stop <laughs> you lost <laughs> sit down and it's it is it's so frustrating because when they tell him they were like hey you got this from the place like do you know him you got to just cite your work do you want to cite your work and and it's yeah. it's interesting because Forrester could have handled that soap before the basketball game you know what I mean he could have easily handled it so that kid wouldn't have that much stress. Yeah. And that kid, he, Rob had to go through three or four days of just he a stressful also, though, time. didn't ask him outright, which frustrated I me. <laughs> I was like, right. I mean, I he might not, right? You know, because it's just like, you know, it's already in the air that like if he would just say I gave him permission to to use the first paragraph of my of my story to then write the rest of this, 
You know, he knows that that would solve it, but he does. He also never asks him outright. And so that makes that scene super frustrating that they're like yelling at each other. (laughs) But he never goes, will you please just help me? (laughs) Like, will you please just say all I have to do is say that I have it. That's it. Just call in. Send a letter. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. But, you know. Anna Paquin sits next to him the next day. I love the senior year setup that they had. I forgot all about the senior year scene. Yeah, I fully forgot it, too. And I was like, but then I had just looked at IMDb and knew that Matt Damon was in it. So I was like, oh, I guess we'll see him. Also, why, why was <laughs> this the cameo? Then, like, why? <laughs> it's but, the only one that makes sense. But it's like, you didn't. No. It's the only one that makes sense. He didn't say. This happens all the time where it's like where like at the very end of a movie, someone's in like someone has a, you know, someone of note is just like the person that we see yeah. at the end. You know, like it happens all I, the time. <laughs> I do love that Matt Damon set this up so early in his career where he was like, guys, I love acting. If you ask me to do something that's fun. True. I'm gonna come to it. I don't care. I'm not. You know, he's not one of these movie stars like, no, I got to be this big. I got to be the big bad or blah, blah, blah. blah. He's just like, whatever. Just give me a little part. I'll come in and do it. Like he's nothing. Like he just is a lawyer to tell him that Sean Connery passed away, left him his house, which is incredible, and that he had cancer the whole time. He knew he had cancer. um, and, And so this kid came into his life and like literally made the end of his life feel meaningful and like gave him joy again because his brother was killed in a car accident, you know? Um, it was, so that part of it was really, was really nice. Um, and then I also, I mean, I don't, it felt like an artistic kind of thing, but there was something nice about it. Just ending on them playing basketball, like him just playing. I don't know. There was something that was kind of sweet about that. <laughs> like he was just like, it's "Hey, he's still a kid." <laughs> I like that, but something in me was like, "I kind of want because we see the Ford that he wrote. I kind of wanted to see him mm-hmm. replace. Oh, that's replace right. Sean Connery. Almost like book. almost wanted to see him writing in the apartment or like or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel don't you yeah, feel like yeah, we get right. both yeah. right? Like because we get because we get that like because this forward is gonna introduce yeah. him to the world like the the world is going to be like well who was this guy who wrote the the forward to his his only second book you know that that was released posthumously you know um and and he's also still playing basketball like we get we do get both in that last you know from the window of of his place we see him playing basketball. Like I'm gonna tell you, this has nothing to do with great. anything. But hearing you say from the window, is it bad that my mind completes this? My mind to just the instantly says to the wall. I'm sorry. Yes, we, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. It is bad. I no, can't help it. Oh, I will say this though. I do love Hollywood did this movie because this. I want to say Hollywood is. I think this is the kind of thing, and I will give John John the Braylock credit. I do. This is the kind of movie I want. I want a movie where you do. You can have. A black and white, Why is because he because he kept saying that he he kept. I deserve because oh I, I, I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have did this. I was saying because he was like right. It's like there is no white savior in this movie, which is why I didn't want to watch. I thought it was going to be one, and to me, it's something about you can have a black and white co lead and not take away from the black character. Like at the end of the day, is like this this Sean Connery really didn't need to 
teach him too much. He was just helping guide him. Like when I think about, you know, one of the worst movies ever made, Green Book, right? There is no way in the world that this white dude who is racist is going to teach a black man about Sam Cooke, who was the voice of the movement, and about fried chicken. Right. Like, Now, you said it was uh, one of the oh, worst oh, movies ever, ever in made, the world. Ever made. Ever made. Ever made. One of the worst movies ever yes. made, uh, Green Book? I'm talking about, I'm talking okay, about right, Jamie, cool. just, just to clarify, <laughs> just in case people are like, Gerard, you shouldn't say this. I'm talking about the movie where there was a white guy who wasn't that extraordinary, but a black guy who was extraordinary, mm -hmm. but somehow he was so extraordinary, he didn't understand who Sam Cooke was and he had never seen fried chicken before. That's the movie I'm talking about. I've never, I've never eaten fried chicken <laughs> before. I've, I've never. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my man ate funny. the chicken he the ate the chicken he like why are you eating the chicken why I've never I have never okay he doesn't I have never doesn't watched a like movie that, but yeah. that's how he talks that Ray. I've never I've had. never seen a movie and was like Mahershala don't do this you don't need this Mahershala is one of the best you don't need to I man it felt like watching your uncle like I don't know Hey man, he got another. He got he another did. Oscar oh, nomination Lord. from that. <laughs> he did. Wait, did he, did win? he win? I don't know if he. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He, he won. Yo, he, won. he, he got off, another Oscar, bro. He, when he won that, Oscar, he had to do it. When he won that Oscar <laughs> and went up to give to give his Oscar speech. You could tell that nigga knew. He was like, "Hey man," <laughs> his face was so black. It was like, "Hey, hey, thank y'all for this." Uh, he ain't look at no black people in the crowd. <laughs> like Mahershala knew. He's like, "Hey, my man had a beanie on." He showed up to the Oscars with a beanie on. <laughs> that nigga. It's like, I get to do yeah, whatever was, I want after like, this stuff. I had to do this. So, I'm in this Marvel movie now that I picked. I told him I wanted to be Blade. He's like, I'm. <laughs> that I. He's like, he did. I he called picked. him. He's like, I want to be Blade. He's like, I did this, y'all. I'm sorry. I got my beanie on. I'm still with y'all. I'm out and walked off. So my point is, <laughs> is that in that movie that was Oscar winning, um, there was a white person having to teach a black person a thing. Whereas in this one, it was an actual relationship where both parties learned. And at the end of the day, nothing was taken away. How can I put this? Um, Rob's character's blackness wasn't defined by something that Sean Connery had to help him with. Like Rob was a good person in his own. Rob, like, like Braylock said, got into the school on his own. Like Rob probably would have excelled in the school. Did he do better with tutoring? Yes, like most people do. Um, and he got a friend out of this. So I, I am very happy that this exists. I wish it was more of this um, type of movies. Um, but who knows? Maybe one day we'll have a, a, a another book. And in that book, it'll be reversed. And the black person teaches a white person, how to, an Italian guy, how to eat lasagna or some shit. Uh, I don't fucking know. Or tell them about Frank Sinatra and how good Frank Sinatra was. It's like, oh shit, you don't know Frank? Could you imagine there was a movie where a black person tells an Italian, you don't know about Frank Sinatra? You never had spaghetti? What the <laughs> hell? Could you imagine that shit? Ooh. Yo. Let's Yo. Yes. It's going to be called, um, it's going to be called uh, either Blue Eyes, Old Blue Eyes, or Fly Me to the Moon. James, Fly Me Those to the Moon. Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> Guys, we're joking. What was his other nickname? He had another no, nickname, no. right? Blue, Blue Eyes was his Blue famous Eyes was one. one of them. But I like Fly Me right? to the Moon, though. That's great. I'm going to write that down. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Well, I don't do bits anymore, so you know, so we can just move on oh, to great. the next part. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, because okay. I don't do because so, I just wanted to make sure everybody's clear that I don't. Because mm-hmm. um, like I used to do bits. There was a period of time where I did a bit right There's here. There's no need to where, like, explain this. Happen, you know, and this was the would be the moment. You know, because after Dura would do the the uh-huh. Dear Hollywood, I would then do my bit. I feel like you're was, over explaining. Was and then now, but I, now I don't do bits. Okay, great. So Bitless it's time. Now. Okay, see the continuation <laughs> of this feels like a bit. No, it's it not. feels very bitty. Don't, don't do them anymore. Don't do any bits. Because I feel like I'm trying to move on, and you're, you're trying, to trying to. I'm telling you. No, I'm t- yep. There you are. Why'd you walk away from the mic? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't, we don't Ooh, give it man. anything. Mm. Count of three, we're going to do our ratings for this film. This is a little hmm. tough for me. Okay. This is a tough one. All right. James! Okay, <laughs> three, two, um, one. Okay. All right, I feel weird. Fist. I feel hesitant. weird. I don't know. Jaron, I were hesitant. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm I'm going we've swung wildly on this, but there is a part of me that was like that wants to be like, but this film does have a black lead, a kid who wouldn't have been a lead of a movie if not for this. It didn't give him a career to the extent that he probably deserved, which is ironic giving given what this film is about. But I do think it allowed, and I, I, I know I watched it growing up and like it, 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 it showed people that uh, black actors can lead in these films and it doesn't have to be about like gangs yes. <laughs> or, you know, um, I was going to say, or a sports movie, but I guess this movie is a little bit of sports movie, but not really. It's like the, it's like a, in the background. Um. Anyway, same. Same. I gave it like a. Uh, I gave it like a hesitation. Black fist for the same reasons Bray liked it. I don't even know why I wanted to give it a palm. It's just I just felt torn, and I figured why not go for the positive and the negative. That's my new twenty twenty energy. So you know, I'm I'm taking that into the end of the year into twenty twenty. Last two months of twenty twenty positive <laughs> energy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I gave it a fist because, yeah, like this absolutely was a, you know, this is introducing Rob Brown as his first ever act, acting thing he's he ever did was this movie. And he did a And he did a stellar job. Um, and like, yeah, I, and the movie itself made money and so had a lot of eyes on it, um, which, you know, with without it, we don't have a Rob Brown, even though he's not. Um, you know, like super famous or a household name. Um, you know, he's still working, and you know, I think this is also you know, Buster Rhymes is in this movie, so like you know, you know, gave black people some, some, some chance to act. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, three black fists. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you find links to our merch. We got 
shirts and things like that. We also have a defunct Patreon. We don't do new episodes on it anymore, but there is a year's worth of episodes if you want to go pay a little bit, listen to those, and then unsubscribe. Totally free to do that. Um, Also, if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. Uh, Here we go. This one is from uh, Beck D., which is one of my favorites. Love the chemistry between Jonathan, Jerron, and James. I only started listening recently, but I'm already a huge fan of the podcast thanks to their insights and humor. We need to amplify more voices like this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's really sweet. It's very sweet. Um, oh, yeah. You can follow me at John Braylock, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is three R. Follow me at Drop Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, I know we don't pick movies, but I'm gonna force us into one right now. We about to watch Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. Don't just say we about to watch Jingle Jangle. <laughs> jingle Jangle. <laughs> Christmas John, is so John, far away. Let me say it was so crazy. As what's the day as we record this? It is November fifteenth. Netflix has released six Christmas movies already. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was a bitch. They have released not six even Christmas movies and maybe more by the time this airs. Lifetime has a bunch. Come on, baby. Jingle jangle. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Pew, pew, pew.